It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Set them for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use our promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back here again for another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every single day of the week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, where I had a couple of y'all. Let me know that I was one of your top five podcasts of the year, so thank you to everyone out there who has listened to the show loyally. It's the Spotify Wrapped. I don't know what it's called. I'm not a big Spotify guy. I'm actually an Apple Music guy, which I'm sure there's some of you right now who are aghast at that and probably shaking your head and and saying, yep. That makes a lot of sense about this guy that he would like Apple Music. So, sorry, Apple Music is kind of just what I rock with. I got like a free subscription when I first got an iPhone or whatever. I got like an iPhone upgrade. So, I just decided that was me an Apple Music guy then. So, you know, whatever. I like Spotify too. Where you can find the show, you can also check us out on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Odyssey, and wherever you listen to all of your favorite shows here across the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where. Tomorrow, Friday, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Some of you got questions into me before Thanksgiving, did not do one last Friday. So some of those old questions are still relevant. I'll answer those tomorrow. But if you have new questions that you want to ask me during this bye week for the Carolina Panthers, go ahead, get those questions into me now by adding me at Julian Council or DMing me at Julian Council. Make sure to first, though, click the follow button at Julian Council on Twitter. Well, the uh, Matt Rule to college speculation, and I put that in quotes, continues. There are plenty of you out there who want to see Matt Rule removed as the Carolina Panthers head coach or just to go back to college where he came from. And I understand the frustration to a certain extent, and I'll get into a little bit of that more here in just a moment, but Matt Rule could go back to college. That's something that I'm, I guess is on the table. I'm not going to I'm never going to say never after the whole Cam Newton thing and not thinking the Carolina Panthers would re-sign him. I don't expect Matt Rule to go back to college this cycle. I say that for a number of reasons. There's been a lot of speculation, I guess, and again, in quotes, out there in Norman, Oklahoma, that Matt Rule will go become the new Sooners head coach after Lincoln Riley bolted to USC and one of the sh- more shocking um, events that we've seen in recent college his football history up until Brian Kelly decided that he was leaving Notre Dame to go down to LSU. Did not see either one of those scenarios playing out. Matt Rule does not appear to be a candidate 
for Notre Dame, and he also does not appear to be a candidate for the Oklahoma job. You're within your right to want to see Matt Rule go back to college. That's fine. If you want that to happen, you can believe that if that's your prerogative. The one thing I will tell you, though, is to make sure that the people who cover college football that you're following and retweeting, that they actually are reputable sources. I don't know who this dude is in Tulsa, wherever, Oklahoma City. This is the same guy. I don't know. What is his name? I got to find his name. I got this a couple times today from people about, hey, look at this. This guy says that Matt Rule in his contract and yada, 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 that Oklahoma is not really worried about the buyout there in Carolina, that they could bring him. It's not prohibitive and whatnot. Okay, what's where's this guy's name? I should have found this. Okay, Dean Blevins, verified account on Twitter. He is sports director apparently in Oklahoma City. He is the same guy who is so omniscient that he got stood up by Lincoln Riley on Sunday afternoon for the weekly coaches show and had no idea where Lincoln Riley was. So this guy was so on top of things that he was not aware that Lincoln Riley basically was no longer even in the state of Oklahoma and was on his way to L.A. to become the new head coach over at USC. And he's out here talking about Matt Rule and his buyout is not going to be a problem for the University of Oklahoma, which apparently, according to him, is $25 million. I don't know what it is. But that guy's not a newsbreaker. TV guys, like local TV reporters and local radio hosts, do not break news. I can't remember the last time I actually saw a, like, who's, what's the dude that's always an NFL guy who's always tweeting out, like, oh, this trade rumor's happening, um, Dan Saleo, that guy's a moron. Those are the people you do not listen to. Who you should listen to are the Bruce Feldmans of the world, who came out on Wednesday afternoon and tweeted this. When I can find the tweet, again, be more prepared, Julian. Bruce Feldman says, I have seen some speculation about Matt Rule at, to OU, was told that's not happening. Bruce Feldman is one of these people who, when he puts out news or tweets, it's because it's sourced information. He's not just speculating. He's just not throwing something against the wall and seeing if it sticks. He actually has sources and knows these things. Another person who might not be on the level, at least, of the consciousness of a Bruce Feldman is a guy, Stephen Godfrey, who I talked about yesterday, who hosts the... Split Zone Duo podcast, you got to subscribe on Patreon to be able to get the exclusive parts that he does, where currently when it comes to the coaching news, he's batting a 1,000 outside of Kalen DeBoer going to Washington. He even knew Jerry Kill was going to be the head coach over at New Mexico State. Like That's how plugged in this guy is, and he will also tell you that Lane Kiffin was never in the running for LSU or Florida. He had said for weeks that Billy Napier, whenever that Florida job opened, that was going to be the guy. He had said on her latest episode... Again, you got to be subscribed for it. He said that Matt Rule, who he interviewed back at Baylor, has talked to, that Matt Rule, that LSU was interested in Matt Rule. They tried to kick the tires on him, shake the tree, whatever saying you want to use there, and that Matt Rule is not a guy like a Bobby Petrino who's going to leave in the middle of a season and go to another college or go back to college. Because in the NFL, remember, the schedule, the season's not over until early January, and now with the extra week, it's even longer than it was before. So look at Nick Saban for an example. Nick Saban, back when he went to Alabama and he was still coaching the Miami Dolphins, he had the old famous thing about I'm not going to be the head coach of Alabama and we've 
We've heard that one before. We've heard coaches lie all the time. Lincoln Riley said, I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU, and he he didn't lie. He became the next coach at USC because he didn't want to go to LSU. But Nick Saban, when he said that, that was the end of the season for the Miami Dolphins in early January. What, three days later, he was then the Alabama head coach. But the season was over. Here's the difference between then, back in 2007, I believe, and now here in 2021. There's an early signing period in college football. That takes place on December 15th, so in 13 days. I don't know how many schools out there are going to wait for a head coach after the early signing period is over because that's when the majority of their players get signed. Like There's not very, there's not that many spots. There's 25 scholarships available with the whole COVID and everyone getting an extra year. Roster numbers have changed. And also, not, it's not just that. It's also that you have the transfer portal. So if Matt Rule is going to take a college job, he would need to be in place in the next 24 to 48 hours to salvage a class for the 15th and then later on in February, but mainly getting all your guys in the 15th, especially early enrollees, and to get a staff and to make sure that he can re-recruit the players who might have gone into the portal, where if you look at Oklahoma, quite a few of them, especially good players, are enter their name into the transfer portal or at least are thinking about it. So it's not an apples to apples thing when you if you want to bring up the Nick Saban situation. Matt Rule right now in Carolina, like he has got the bye week and he's got five more games left. If he's going to take a college job, there has to be one available in mid-January for him to want to do it, according to some of the guys out there. So again, if you want Matt Rule gone, that is totally fine. That's your prerogative. But to suggest a college job might not be reality right now, just based off of the reporting from guys who actually know things. Again, Bruce Feldman's, Stephen Godfrey's, Pete Thamel's, those guys know stuff. Dean Blevins or your local talk radio host down there on a sports animal in OKC, they don't know anything. They don't know these stuff. Unless it's Eddie Rudasevich who writes for Sooner Scoop. He's actually hilarious. You should follow him on Twitter. He might know things. But the other guys, they don't really know anything. So just be careful who you're listening to if you are getting your hopes up about Matt Rule going back to college. Because right now, doesn't seem to be likely to happen. Continuing this Matt Rule conversation, there are a couple key questions that every Carolina Panthers fan should be asking themselves, especially the ones who don't want Matt Rule. We'll get into those here in just a moment. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineup before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has stat hero players clocking odds that are over four times better why because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. stat hero puts you in control of your fate with stat hero you are in control of the stakes you decide how much you're going to play for and stat hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them stat hero Head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be one-on-one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. 
StatHero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Through the first 28 games of his tenure here in Carolina, his year two, uh, Matt Rule is 10 and 18, which has drawn the ire of a lot of folks here in Carolina. And to a certain extent, I understand it. The team right now sits at five and six. They've lost two straight, two of the most important games that they played all season long. The emotional homecoming for Cam Newton, which also was a return for Ron Rivera, where they lost to Washington, a very winnable game. And we now sit here on Thursday, December 2nd, and the Washington football team is streaking, and they are sitting in seventh place right now in the NFC, which is good enough to have them currently in the playoffs. They're also in a four-way tie with other teams in the NFC, I believe, with Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans, while Carolina sits a half game back. So in theory, the Carolina Panthers are still in this thing. The way that they've played the last two weeks would lead you to believe that they're probably not going to be in the playoffs, especially after losing Christian McCaffrey and Dante Jackson for the season, mainly McCaffrey, and then came Newton's performance on Sunday afternoon with the help of, and I say help, you know, not being serious, um, of the offensive line, which was terrible as well. And then the drops that he got from his receivers and the bad routes, like DJ Moore, not a great afternoon for him, would lead you to believe that the Carolina Panthers probably aren't in position to go to the playoffs. I am a little confused, though, just by... And maybe this is just Twitter. Because my friends who are Panther fans will have group texts with, I don't ever hear them talking and maybe maybe I'm missing it because maybe I should go through my phone right now and see like if I've seen any of these guys being like get rid of rule but for the most part I don't think I've really seen them talk about we need to get rid of Matt rule like I'm sick of this like he stinks go back to college yada 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 I'm mainly seeing a lot of that on Twitter and as we know like the vast majority of Panther fans are not on Twitter there are a vocal passionate amount that are on there and that are certainly help me and have success with the podcast, and I appreciate those folks. But I do question sometimes just like maybe y'all are going a little bit overboard here with the Matt Rule situation. I've said this a number of times this weekend in the past. Like if Matt, David Tepper rather, David Tepper believes that Matt Rule is a program builder, then after 28 games, he should not be wanting to jump ship. If this is year three and the Carolina Panthers are sitting at five and six and unlikely going to make the playoffs and they're still in flux at quarterback – then yeah, fine, move on. Like you should have been able to with two off seasons, especially two normal ones, you should, or three off seasons, but two two normal ones, you should be able to figure out how to build a roster. And there are some serious questions of whether Matt Rule can do that. Now there are bright spots, the draft picks that they've had, like Chin's been phenomenal. 
I know Derek Brown didn't start on Sunday, and there might be some questions there, but Chin's been really good. You've seen the development of Brian Burns, adding Hassan Reddick. Um, Dante Jackson has developed into a really good player in two years here for uh, Matt Rule. I mean, they were able to get Stephon Gilmore, who you'd like to see more out of. Like, defensively, against the run, they haven't, like, been necessarily great, um, especially in their losses, but that's still a really good defense. Are they a great defense? Not yet, because you can't be a great defense and get gashed every time on the ground you lose. But that's a very good defense the Carolina Panthers have. you got to give them a lot of credit for that. And the hiring of Phil Snow, who's done a really good job with that unit. Now, the major questions come at the quarterback position, which obviously they got to figure that out this offseason, whether it's going to be Cam or someone else. Um, unfortunately, like McCaffrey just hasn't been healthy. That has hurt them offensively. The offense as a whole has really regressed. I just think in totality when you look at the situation here in Carolina in year two I do believe like they're a better team they're still a young team which is an excuse but also a fact and that shows when they're undisciplined in terms of the amount of penalties that they have and just the same sort of issues of not executing creeps in week in and week out or at least every other week depending on how they're going as far as winning and then losing and then winning and then losing and then going on losing streaks you just don't want to see that and last season the expectations weren't very high, and the Carolina Panthers were competitive in all those games outside of when they played Tampa, but yet so many people were mad as hell about Teddy Bridgewater, and I was asking them at the time, what do you expect? Like, What were your expectations coming into the year? Teddy Bridgewater can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Is he a franchise quarterback in the NFL? No. Did anyone say he was going to be? You look at the contract, $20 million a year is the going rate for starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. That's just how things work if you're going to sign them to any sort of deal, whether it's over two or three-year period. That's just how things work in the NFL. So, look, and they could have, and they got out of it after a year. They gave him $31 million, and they were still paying part of his salary in Denver this season, but they had a chance to get out, out of it after two seasons. It's not like he was going to – he's not like a 10-year deal or something ridiculous, and he was going to be stuck here forever. Not like – you know, not a lot of guys even sign those kind of deals unless you're Patrick Mahomes. Um, but still, I never understood like all of the frustration and angst that there was when it came to Teddy Bridgewater. It's like, what would you really expect to get out of him? And, and then this with this season in Carolina, I, I get the frustration uh, over the last couple of weeks because just Sunday's performance was on inexcusable to play that way against Miami, who's not a good football team, especially when you have to win if you want to keep pace in the wild card race here in the NFC. But looking at the season as a whole. What were you expecting coming into this year? Like, were you expecting this to be a playoff team? Because I sat here and told you this is not going to be a playoff team. That's just one man's opinion. But I think there's a lot of folks out there, too, who cover the team who were saying, yeah, they're going to get, you know, maybe eight, eight, nine, nine, and eight. And that might be enough to get to the playoffs this year. We'll see. Tiebreakers likely won't allow it to happen just based off of how they played against some of these other NFC wildcard teams and their conference record and division record right now. Well, division record's positive. But um, either way, uh, I just don't know if that's going to – is that's a reality even they get to 8-9, 9-8. and, nine, nine and eight. But a lot of folks who cover the team were saying, like, this is – they're not just – they're not there yet. Next year, next year, next year. I can guess the – maybe answer my question too is, well, I think a lot of that's a caveat in terms of like, okay, to see the progress. He had progress defensively, but quarterback's still in flux. Um, I mean, McCaffrey injuries, well, he's going to be on the roster next year. I don't think that they're going to be able to trade him. I don't think they really want to trade him right now, according to Joe Person of The Athletic. I just – I don't know. I just, I just feel like people aren't being patient enough when it comes to Matt Rule. 
he is a guy who's mainly coached in college. He spent a little bit of time in New York with the Giants under Tom Coughlin as an offensive line coach. And you can point out, man, the offensive line is one of the worst units, if not the worst position group and the one that has the worst um, prognosis or whatever the word is uh, moving forward. That That's definitely a criticism that is earned. And I think it's fair. Uh, but like, they're still learning on the job. A lot. He's gonna have to make staff changes if they want to get to the next level. And I think he should be allowed to make staff changes. And I don't know Joe Brady, who's also very young, is the right answer. And that, that's the thing you bring in. Like Phil Snow's been in football for a long time. Even if he had mainly been in college or only been in college, I'm not really worried about a Phil Snow. But like a guy in Joe Brady who had one season, one season. That was spectacular, but he wasn't even a primary play caller. That's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know, maybe pump the brakes on this guy being a genius or whatever. But we haven't really allowed him. He hasn't given been given the opportunity because he shouldn't have been given this job in the first place. But we haven't really allowed Rule or some of these other guys to kind of grow into the job here in Carolina. In the NFL, it's a lot easier because of free agency and the draft to be able to turn things around than it is in college. Now, transfer portal in college, it probably makes things easier, as we see with Michigan State and Mel Tucker, what he's able to do in year two, the first real season he's had there, uh, non-COVID pandemic, where his team finished 10-2 and and was in the thick of the college football playoff race a couple weeks ago. But the NFL is quicker to turn this thing around, which is why I'm going to like, next year, if they don't get to the playoffs and they don't really show that they're right there in it, then this might not be the guy. David Tepper put a lot of money on Matt Rule, and Matt Rule, whether he stays or goes, he's going to get a ton of money from David Tepper. Like that, it's already in a bank. I just, I don't know, like what everyone's really expecting to happen this year. It's disappointing that they're not going to make the playoffs if they don't make it. That's absolutely the case. I just don't think that we should be at the point where a lot of folks seem to be at, at least the ones who are vocal on Twitter, where it's like, get rid of Matt Rule. Maybe make some staff changes. If it persists next year, then, you know, okay. But there are some questions that need to be answered and some questions that Panther fans are asking themselves. I'll get to those here in just a moment. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march towards the playoffs. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think these two questions go hand in hand. What would Matt Rule need to do over the final five games to give you belief in him? I think it's pretty simple, that first one. It's make the playoffs. 
if he makes the playoffs, they get on a run here. That would probably require them to obviously beat Atlanta next Sunday, beat New Orleans, which is going to be the most likely win of the road games that they have left, and then beat Tampa at home, and then maybe got to steal one to get to 9-8. and eight. Because just looking at the tiebreakers, it's going to be pretty hard for Carolina even at 8-9, and nine, just based off of how things go for the rest of these NFC wildcard teams, to definitely be in the playoffs. I mean, no matter what happens, it's going to be, unless they win the rest of the games, go to 10-7, and seven, there will be no guarantee that 9-8 and eight or 8-9 eight gets you into the playoffs. But 9-8 and eight is far more likely, based off of tiebreakers, than 8-9. and nine. Now, the other question that kind of goes with that is, what has... In a way, I don't know if it necessarily goes hand-in-hand with it, but what has Matt Rule done to convince you, or anyone, us, that things will be different in year three? I don't know if he's done a lot to convince anyone that things will be different in year three, which is kind of where I've been like, let's allow him to make at least some changes where, okay, if you get rid of Joe Brady, then things will probably be different offensively in terms of the scheme and what that looks like and Likely they're going to have another quarterback. We'll see what happens with Cam Newton. So we'll see what there'll be different play callers and maybe different personnel. That's something that we know will probably be different. But in terms of his management of the game, what has he proven? I, I don't know. He doesn't seem to be the greatest clock manager. We've dealt with that here in Carolina. And here's the thing. like You go on Twitter, and it seems like everybody knows like how to manage the clock better than these guys on the sidelines, which it's just kind of like, is every, like what coach do we like? Like Ryan Rosillo had said this a couple months ago. Like, what coach do you think isn't a buffoon? Because it seems like all of us think that all oh, these coaches are idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing. When they clearly aren't stupid. Like maybe guys like Gase aren't the greatest coaches, but they know what they're doing. It's just I don't know. I'm not in the situation. I'm not on the sidelines. I don't know what advice they're getting. I don't know whose job is what to manage the clock or talk to rule in those situations. But yeah, he certainly leaves something to be desired. Like that cannot be ignored when it comes to evaluating them there. But, like, what has he done necessarily that convinces you that he's not the right man moving forward, at least for another season? And it's not just that. Other questions that people need to ask themselves if they want to get rid of Matt Rule is, like, who do you want to run the Carolina Panthers? Like, what head coach do you want? If it's not going to be Matt Rule, who do you want? Like, who are the hot co- head coaching names going to be upcoming here in this next co- this next cycle? Is Josh McDaniels going to get another run? Thinking about it, didn't David Tepper plan on interviewing him a couple years ago, but then decided, no, I'm good, and left him kind of hanging, which is karma. This is the same guy who took the Colts job or was going to take it and then hired, what, four guys like Matt Eberflus, who's up there as a defensive coordinator in Indianapolis. That might be another name of someone who might be um, – on the list of candidates for some of these head coaching jobs, especially the way Indianapolis kind of turned things around here recently, despite losing on Sunday to Tampa Bay. But who, who do you want? Cause you, I always hear oftentimes, which is fine. If you want to coach gone, you're well within your right to say that, especially if you spend your money and go to the games and, or if you're just a fan, like anyone can say, I want such and such fired. It's not, I don't think the greatest thing to be doing. Cause it's like, these guys all have families. Now they're, they're all, what they're paid, they're not going to be destitute. They'll likely be fine, but there's plenty of other people on the staff who aren't paid a lot of money that might not have um, a future with the next coaching staff, and they might have to figure out what exactly is going to happen in their life. But the main coaching staff, those guys on the sidelines, probably going to be okay. So, but who do you want? 
if it's not Matt Rule? Who's going to come in here and is going to do a better job? Do we still want Eric Bieniemy? The Chiefs offense has kind of taken a step back this season. They are now back in first place in the AFC West. Is he someone that NFL teams are going to want after bypassing him for the last couple of years for whatever reason? Is Kellen Moore a name that might work out? He's down there with Dallas. Uh, there's at least, I mean, there was talk that maybe Washington might be able, Washington as in the Huskies and college football might be able to pull off a coup and try and bring him, but that was never real. Uh, but he's down there. Are you sure Jerry Jones is going to let Kellen Moore get away? Or would Jerry Jones be like, Mike McCarthy actually go away. We're going to hire Kellen Moore. Like, that's the thing. Like, who who is going to come in here and be the right answer at, at head coach or the Carolina Panthers if it's not going to be Matt Rule? And I'm not saying that Matt Rule assuredly is their right answer here in Carolina these are just questions like I think everyone needs to ask themselves and if you're one of these people who wants them gone like ask yourself that and is the person that you hire surefire improvement to what you have because folks didn't want Teddy Bridgewater remember this a lot of people did not want Teddy Bridgewater here back in Carolina okay if you want to do that then you better get a rookie who probably was not going to be which definitely not probably but you've seen how they played so far and it's all about situation, looking at Mac Jones. None of those guys have been better than what Teddy Bridgewater was last year, other than Mac, because he plays for the Patriots. But at least that's a young player, and there's a, there is a – you can give him benefit of the doubt, offer some grace, because they're a young player in the league. But in terms of, like, the other options out there the Carolina Panthers are looking at, I mean, Stafford probably would have been a, an – obviously would have been an upgrade – Deshaun had that worked out would have been an upgrade, but they couldn't get either one of those. Instead, he got Sam Darnold, and we sat here and listened to all these lies as they try to convince themselves that Sam Darnold was going to be an upgrade. Now, I'm not saying that they're liars, but it, it, come on, it's not it's not truth. It's not reality to believe that Sam Darnold was ever an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater if you just look at how he played in the league. And all people used was the excuse of Gase and all what the Jets did and didn't have. The guy was terrible. He has not been good, like dating back to his last year at college at USC, especially when it came to protecting the football. So we've already seen in one situation, because the two biggest things here with this organization, you need to make sure you have the right head coach moving forward. And we'll, we'll see if Matt Rule is, even though I don't really think that's something that should change after the season, unless they just completely bottom out and it just proves that these guys aren't going to follow this man. And then a quarterback. Already bungled quarterback last year, this past offseason and this season when trying to make an upgrade. They didn't do that. If you're going to get a new head coach, you better bet. You better be damn sure David Tepper, he's going to be an upgrade. And who's going to, is it going to be Tepper who chooses the coach? Because again, at the end of the day, it's his organization he signs off. Or is it going to be Scott Fitterer? Because him and Matt Rule seem to be pretty simpatico, working really well together. Is Scott going to want to move away from now, if he's told, hey, Matt's gone, you need to fire him. But I don't think Scott necessarily is the guy who calls the shots and has the last say. Because, again, Matt Rule has the final say of the 53-man roster. So maybe Scott Fitter is not even in position to do that. Well, restructure, if they do get rid of Matt Rule, I think then maybe he'll have more say. The amount of money David Tepper gave Matt Rule and the contract size he gave him, all that told you at the beginning that he was ready to sit here for a couple years and watch this team be built from the ground up and then get to that point where they had sustained success. After 28 games, I really just don't believe it's time to pull the plug and say that Matt, Matt Rule definitively is not going to get it done here in Carolina. I think it's way too soon to do that. He's left things to be desired, absolutely. 
He's got to get quarterback right. They've got to build the offensive line. But some of those things just don't happen after one offseason in two drafts. You got to give the man some time. I'm not endorsing Matt Rule. I'm just saying, let's just pump the brakes a little bit before we start telling this guy to pack his bags and get the hell out of Charlotte. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, tomorrow is Friday, so make sure to get in your weekly Friday mailbag questions by either adding me or DMing me at Julian Council. But first, make sure to follow me. Also, make sure to follow the show on Spotify. Thanks again to all the folks who have made this podcast one of your top five shows out there. Uh, Also, you can rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and check us out on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Odyssey. Not sure how many people even listen on those platforms, but uh, either way, that's how you can find us. So thanks again for listening to the show. I will talk to you on Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.